Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind of for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. As usual, we have some great video to show. Let me get my camera maladjusted, which is actually maladjusted, but let's go ahead and get it done right. Okay, anyhow, folks, welcome aboard, welcome aboard, welcome aboard, welcome aboard to AVQ. In before the restream, bot loaded. That just means you are that good, my friend. That's all it means. You are that good. What else have we got here? We've got Yvette Avery Herod. Yvette, how is it going with the striking? I trust all is going fine. Well, not striking anymore. I trust that you guys are going to pass that uh, the, the new strike, not bill, but uh, the agreement. Uh, Rodman has a, hard, a long one for us. He says, credit were deserved. At least some conservatives will wake up and change their minds after they realize they've been thoroughly lied to. Raw story, conservative cries bitter tears. After Trump allies admit election lies, it was all BS. Conservative broadcaster Steve Ducci complained bitterly that Donald Trump allies admitted to lies about the election that he helped spread. The Blaze TV host promoted Trump's election lies and raising money for the Stop the Steal movement in 2020. Much to his belated chagrin, Steve Ducci said, We are going to uh, the mattresses for these people. We are offering them more accommodations, more chances than we'd ever offer our own family members, for goodness sake. And for what? For Rudy Giuliani to go down to Georgia and admit that he lied. Have Jason Miller tell the Jan 6 Commission, yeah, uh, we all knew it was BS. What is this? Some of you don't like it when I use the cult word. When you like being treated like a smuck and ask for more, that is a cult. I am the mark. I am the sucker. I want to be such. I resent the person who tries to get me out that. These are marks of groupthink. Frankly, how many people in his audience sent money to stop the steal? A lot did. You know that, Mike. Three years ago, how many shows did I waste your time talking about this three years ago? How many between election fraud and COVID? I repeating, I still have not recovered. Why? He added, because I went to the mattresses on COVID and the election fraud issue only to have Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, I was lying. And Jason Miller say, oh, we knew it was all BS. And you still went through with it. But what do you expect? Egberto in the parlor. How you doing? Bruce Pollard is in the house, as so is Lee Grant. And AVQ says, my usual first post didn't show, watching from Twitch. Maywood is in the house. Good afternoon, everyone, he says. And Melanie Keelan is here with us from Barcelona, Spain. Melanie, it's a great having you here today. I'm going to get started right away because we have uh, two uh, fairly good interviews that I want. Well, one interview and, and a, a cut that I did from this morning's show on Social Security to cover what we ended with. On Friday, I wanted to clarify things because a lot of folks would have seen what uh, uh, Mike Cisak came out with and said, look, if you put $200 a month in the bank for on compound interest for 50 years, there's going to be close to a million dollars. It's, it's all I, I do some more explaining to do because, I mean, that is a simplistic form that they're talking about. I wanted to get around that. But let's go ahead and get started with El Senor Brett Spransky, not I want to say Spransky, with Brett Spransky, who uh, is the uh, executive producer of the Rick uh, Rick Smith Show, a good friend of mine now. 
I want you to listen to what he has to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. Brett Pransky <laughs> from The Rick Smith Show. How you doing, my brother? Fantastic. How nice are you doing? to see you. I mean, it's been a... I, I, I was... I, talked to Rick a few minutes ago. And what I told Rick is, hey, it's been a year ago, but actually it's not a year. We did last year was in August. Yep. So we're a little this, under a year. We're under a year. So it's like 11 months. What am I doing seeing you after 11 months? It's supposed to be a year, man. How are you doing today? Rick? I'm doing I mean, great. Rick, how are you doing today, Brett? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Having a great day. Having a great time here at Netroot. It's been a great yeah, show. I know. It, it's it's. I mean, I, I, what I like about this one, the last one was the first one after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So you could see people a little bit more iffy in, the, in their behavior and the way they were doing. It's almost coming back to what Netroots has always been. Yeah, I mean, and, but still, there's still some residuals from the. From yeah, the because we're still there's, there's still a lot this. of yeah. yeah, there's still a lot of masks in the room. There's still a lot of people taking a lot of precautions, right. and and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's a little more open, a little more yes. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, it's a little more, a little less reserved right. than, it, than it was, say, last year. You know, and it's a good thing. I mean, we have the vaccines now. And so, I mean, if you get COVID now, you get a little something. And, uh, you know, it's not, not as bad as it was before. Right. So, I mean, uh, a friend of mine, I, I did my show earlier today. And he said, Egberto, I'm here. I'm recovering from COVID. Uh-huh. You know, so you're still hearing it. But the good thing about it is we have the solutions for it right now and and it and it shows here in the amount of district exhibits we get and all the other things you know yeah and it was something that uh, i like many people uh you know suffered through it yeah and and it's no picnic no but um but you know the the fact that i was vaccinated and, yeah. and things like that made it a lot easier than than it could have been absolutely um, so it was you know the, the miracles of technology. I know, uh, but hey, Brett, let's let's talk. Let's talk our business now. Sure. How uh, what, that year? How the in this almost a year? What differences are there? What what's your concerns? What are you happy about as well, a broadcaster? As a broadcaster, one thing that that I've noted in the past year because we've uh, we've had tremendous growth. Right. Um, we're in uh, probably twice as many markets as we were this time right. last year. Um, and people have been really receptive to the message right. and this kind of, you know, cause right now, for example, you talk about the, um, uh, about the administration pushing out this, this middle out economy right. message and thing. this runs right in line with what we talk about pretty right. much each and every day. So we kind of consider ourselves to be middle out media. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, seeing this message, not only, you know, become a part of the administration's, you know, r- you know, big push towards 2024 and so on, you know, see all that fall in line with what we do and yeah. see the progress of the show and see the, the, the listeners and audience growing tremendously right. like it, like it is see the, the TV show on free speech, mm-hmm. you know, becoming one of the fastest growing programs on their oh, air. How many and so days on. are you on free speech? Currently we're on three, uh-huh. uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nine o'clock. Uh-huh. Um, but we're hoping sometime in the very near to future to go, five days to go week. nightly, yeah. To, yeah. Ni- to go nightly. And then hopefully, you know, sometime in the near future, we'll go twice a day. We'll right. go, you know, we'll have a, a morning program and, and an, an evening program, program too. Yeah, well, that, that is fun. But I tell you, that's difficult. I'm doing two programs, just on one on radio and one on one radio and streaming and one streaming only. It's a lot of work. The good thing is you guys have a larger team. Well, I have a team of one. You have a, a team <laughs> of many. Yeah, well, we have a we have a we have a team of 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 a few paid individuals yes. and a lot of what I like to call fire breathing do gooders who right. just do it because they love it because they care. Yeah, and you know it's that believe it or not that tells you that you're doing something right <laughs> because when people actually want to volunteer to do this kind of work, especially this kind of work, it actually speaks well 
not only about what you're doing, but the people that you're doing it with. You exactly. Know? And the people we're doing it for. I mean, because a lot of those for, supporters yes. are the are the people who call in on the exactly. phone lines during the show. And, you know, we have we have, you know, regular folks we talk to right. almost almost every program yeah. because they're just so, so loyal about is, calling that, in and talking that to that us. kind of fun when you when you when you have that 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 following that the same i mean i, I like getting new people new calls and the, the, you know you're doing something right when you get a, a constancy of those who call but i right. also every interspersed with that you get that new caller that just get that courage to call you know yep. it says you're doing something oh i love first time callers yeah you know um, even if we have to tell them to turn down the radio. Yes. So we, we always have to tell them to turn yeah, down we, the radio. Uh, you know? But we love, we love first time callers, but we, in this business nowadays, yeah. there's not a whole lot of us anymore who are going into a bigger studio, yeah. and, you know, and, and broadcasting from the local radio station right. or something like that. Many of us are at home in our right. home studios. Many of those home studios have one person in them. Yes. So knowing that the world is out there listening to what you're doing. So you need that, yeah, that, that contact, that, that validation. Cause, yeah. Cause it's real easy to think, well, I'm, it's, it's just me here, yes. you know, in, in a room talking into a microphone. It's yes. real easy to get that, you know, get that feeling that, mm -hmm. that, that no one's out there listening and you're yeah. doing it for yourself. So the constant feedback and the, you know, the audience reaching out and, and speaking to us really, really validates what we do. And that's one of the reasons why events like this are so important because yeah. those same people are here right? and we get to see them face to face. Watching someone cross the room yeah. to meet us because they listen to us or because they watch a show on free speech TV. Yeah. I don't think they're fully aware of just how much that means to us because again, we spend so much of our time essentially in a box. Yeah. You know, you know I, what tell, I, mean? I tell that story all the time. When I tell people, this is their program. A lot of times they don't believe it, but they don't understand that really what you know we get the we we have the passion but we really get the validation from them mm -hmm. and the only way we know that the validation is there is if we have context so in in the case when i'm doing my online show it's a chat that i'm interacting with and these people are chatting away as they're watching the the video cast on, yep. on the thing on the on radio it's the telephone calls you know what I did recently? Uh, one of our one of our uh, listeners said, "Egberto, you need to get phone access for your online show." So what I mm -hmm. I found a company called Ring Central, and I bring that right into the uh, computer system, and now we can have that people dial into the thing as they're seeing it online, and it, it is amazing because the feedback brings us. Uh, the people online don't necessarily always want to do chat and you know call in. But for that person that you said something that, oh, you either piss me off or <laughs> I want to validate it, they like to have that avenue. So you're right. There's nothing more than getting that validation from your audience. Yeah, true. And it, it, it sometimes causes a, a few issues here and there, though, as well. For example, um, our show is on, you know, every night at, at 9 p.m. Eastern right. time on the radio all over the right. place. And we're all we're always giving out the phone number to call in. Yeah. Well, uh, the the TV show on Free Speech comes out at, at, at nine o'clock as well, but it's sometimes a day behind, or it's sometimes a right. few hours behind. And you get a call. We'll get a call on live <laughs> air wanting to talk about an issue they just saw on TV yeah. that we're not talking about in the segment on right. on air on the radio that night, and it causes a little bit of of, of cross chatter. That's, right. You know, that, that can be it can be difficult, but like anything else, you know, we're just glad they're calling. Yeah. Well, I tell you, recently what I've started doing when when I when I use segments from my 
on on air show is I try to cut those out, but it's a lot of work, and it is it is a it is just too much work to cut out. Where you say call, you, you got to cut call, call, and then yeah. keep the program. You know? Or when it's on the when it's on our, our TV program, you know, I'm running the number on the yeah. bottom of the screen, and, and oh no, that's it, an issue too. Yeah, yeah, and we don't we're not going to stop doing that. Yeah, so. no, you can't stop doing that, no. right? But not only that, it's not a bad thing, right? Because a lot of people see the number on that particular day. And they're that they use that and they're going to call some other time. So that that, that, that is fine. That is yeah, fine. Also, that's true. Now, politically speaking now, sure. uh, what's your thoughts? Where are we at? <sighs> we're in a weird place. I, I mean, I know. But where are we? You know, it, what's your thought? I mean, we were a bit pessimistic, I think, earlier on. Personally, I'm more optimistic. Where are you? I would say I'm I'm leaning towards the the you know the more optimistic side of things. Yeah. Now, anyone who lived through 2015, 2016, you know to guard your optimism. Yes. Um, yes. You know these days because the unthinkable can happen. Because right. no one thought that, that that Trump could be elected until yeah. he was. Right. And many people didn't believe it days afterwards. Exactly. They, they're like, I'm sorry, what happened? There's no way that could have happened, but well, it did. For me, it was for me it was just hurt because I, I, I hate to tell you. I went on to Daily Coast and I wrote an article and said that that Donald Trump was uh, what is it that Clinton knew how to do very well triangulating. Mm-hmm. He knew how to triangulate. Clinton is a guy from Arkansas. He knows about triangulation, right? Okay, and 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 Trump was just playing that number and people looked at it and like, oh, it can't work because you know progressive. No, he's just talking up his, you know what? But no, he was doing what it took. And there's a particular segment in our society. His message appeals to, and it, it really does. I mean, it's it's kind of a, um, a it, Trump was able to tap into an emotion, yes. and it's a real emotion because yes. there are things going on now that are that are distressing. Um, you know, when I was a when I was a, a small child, I lived in a single income household. Right. I had, you know, my, my father was the, able to make enough money to support the entire right. the entire household because those jobs existed. Right, they don't they don't exist so much anymore, exactly. and we've gone from from one income households to two income households. Now I just saw a report the other day that said 50% of American workers have a second job. Yeah. That means if you have two people, two workers in the house, say a mother and a father, there are th- at least three jobs. We now live in three income households yeah. on average. And our life, life expectancy is dropping. Our, um, our standard of living has not increased. In fact, it's decreased. Wages are flat or declining against yearly inflation. Right. And so there's a lot of struggle out there. And struggle is where radicalism comes from. Exactly. It, uh, the, if, if desperation rises, radicalism will, will rise right. right along with it. And that's whether you're talking about, you know, our country or, you know, countries halfway across the, glo- the globe who don't like us very mm-hmm. much. Many times the radicalization you see in right. these companies or in these countries is tied to that same kind of desperation. Right. People who don't have the same access to, to, to good jobs, good lives, the ability to, to, uh, to provide for their families right. and, you know, and, and, and create a good future for the next generation. When you take these things away, people will go out there. They'll look for a sense of belonging. They'll look for a sense of community. They'll look for a sense of hope. And if, you know, if the people who are going to provide that to you are also going to ask you to do dangerous, radical things, mm-hmm. you're much more likely to do them. So right. radicalism here and radicalism halfway around the globe are, are I, all I, the same cause. I think, Britt, one of the things we got to do is that I think that's why our work as not sufficiently funded as it is, mm-hmm. is uh, the, it's our only saving grace. Yep. I've, I've thought that for a long time. That's why I do it. I know that's why you do it, because there's a lot of other things that really one we could do that really pays. Right. And, uh, you know, but we understand also that, you know, we have kids, those that depend on us. We have to leave them something better. 
Yeah, what was I, I'm going to I'm going to misquote this. The saying is 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 going to be uh, incorrect, but it's but it's the, the, the gist of it will be there. The if there must be trouble, if there must be conflict, let it be in my time. Yeah. What we're trying to do is we're trying to we, we would rather have that kind because I don't want to leave this for my kids. Exactly. I don't want you know my children to have to deal with a situation that I didn't spend my life trying to make better. Exactly. So, yeah, there are a lot of a lot of places out there where, you know, where I could I could make my life more yeah. comfortable. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't want that. And, you know, it, it, it is amazing. Right. I mean, I, and I always talk about the psychopath. Right. The psychopath is a person who revels in in somebody else's misfortune. And I, I find a lot of that. And it's not I want to say on the right, but the, it, it's not completely fair because a lot of my brothers and sisters on the right, they're suffering. Mm-hmm. They just think they're suffering for the wrong reason. Right. 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 And that that wrong reason is usually someone who doesn't look like them. exactly. You know, and keep in mind, that is all. That's all constructed, right? I mean, that is, uh, you know, using the old, the old Jay Gould quote, Gould quote that we use on the air all the time. I can always hire one half of the working class yes. to murder the other half. It, it, and, yes. And yes. this is all, but there's more to it than that. It's not, that's not just a, a useful tool to get one group to, right. to turn on another group. It's also a tool to keep them from coming together. Exactly. So what we'll find, and, and we find this everywhere we go, we travel around the country and we, we, we don't go from big city to big city. Yeah. Like, you know, we go from, you know, what we like to call factory towns, mm-hmm. those, those, those mid-sized and small towns right. where there used to be a plant in town right. that was the, yeah. the main job feeder for the entire yeah. community. And that would spread out to all the other places. And the entire right. town was able to, was able to live, you know, off of that, that one or two major employers, yeah. all of those places are gone. Now those places today, the, the, the number one employer is the hospital. The number two employer is the, is, is the rehab clinic. And you know what is so funny about that, Brent? You said the number one employer is, is the hospital. And with, with what they're trying to do with our healthcare system right now, even that is in danger. Rural right. areas. Especially because, in rural hospitals. And, and, and the thing about it is the people who will save that area is, is the people we support. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, it is something that I blame, to put it bluntly, a lot of the Democratic politicians in office. I, a couple of days on my show, my, my radio show, I said, imagine if every time a hospital closed in, Rural Pennsylvania, rural Texas, rural California, rural Florida. We got a band of politicians, Democratic politicians, who support mm-hmm. things like the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Imagine if at the closing of those institutions, they stood up there and they say, brought to you courtesy of right. name by name all the folks who voted in a manner that created that reality. Mm-hmm. But we don't do that, or the consultants don't tell them to do that right. and because they don't they live in another world. Right. And that's correct. And there's I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up another kind of uh, old metaphor where um, there's a story about you ever heard of the, the story about the, the boiling a frog? Yes. The, I, I use that all the time. Yeah, yeah, if you if you take a frog and throw it in the boiling water, it's gonna hop out. Right. But if you leave if you you know put the 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 frog in, in normal kind of room temperature right. water and slowly turn up the heat, the frog yeah. will sit there yeah. and cook. We're, we're cooking. Yes. You know what I mean? And because it's happening slowly, I'll give you an example. I, I live in Ohio. Mm-hmm. In Ohio, only 25% of the counties in the entire state have even one OBGYN. Wow. So, you know, a quarter, uh, only a quarter of the counties Are in, you, in wait, Ohio have right? That's correct. You know, most people have to travel, you know, at least 50, 60, 70 miles to get to My an OBGYN. God, I thought Texas and that was- dynamic is all over the place. You'll find this in, if you look for these numbers throughout the states, yeah. you're going to find a, a, 
a shocking number of counties in your state, you know, that do not have access and I at bet, all. I bet they are rural, mostly rural exactly. counties, right? Exactly. You'll uh, have you'll have the the, yeah. the major the major cities, the counties with the major cities will have dozens. And then you go one layer outside of that and there is zero. None. Yeah. So everyone has to go to the city. So if you don't if you don't live um, you know, within you know, 50, 60 miles of a major metropolitan area, there's access you don't get and if that you, is shameful, if you yeah. drill down into like mental health care and things like numbers yeah. get worse. They don't get better, they get worse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know, it's a real problem. And again, one of those things of as long as we're hiring one half of the working class to murder the other half, which yeah. is what, you know, keep in mind there are corporate entities out there pay a lot of money to yes. get that dynamic. I yeah. mean you know, like we we go to war with the right wing, you know, media all the time. Right. But the one thing that that the public doesn't know is almost every single one of these guys uh, on the right doesn't believe a word that comes out of their mouth. No, they don't. They're just getting paid. They got they got vaccines. They also about the drugs that they advertise on. T- I mean, it is amazing that mm-hmm. many people don't realize that yet. But you know what? That's why we are here. We That's are exactly why we're give here. me a closer, brother. Well, I tell you what, I, I'll go ahead and, um, you know, and, and pitch the show a little bit for, yeah, for folks who, who aren't familiar. The Rick Smith show is is a show by working people for working people. Um, you know, it's 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 run by a, a 30 year teamster, a truck driver, mm-hmm. a, you know, a UPS guy who might soon be on strike. Yeah. Oh, um, is it UPS. Yes. Okay, wow. Yes. That's 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 who he's driving for. And, um, you know, in every day we, we concern ourselves with the, you know, with the, with the lives of working families in America, you know, what we get right and what we get wrong is all in the service of, you know, of, of making lives better for, for American working people and talking about the issues that American working people care about. Brett, it's been a pleasure to have always you on a pleasure. politics and always Thank you so kind of my brother. Thank you. spend a lot of time deconstructing the news trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand we try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes it flies above the fray etc if you really like these videos that we do I want to ask a big favor please go ahead number one subscribe to our channel and number two please join if you can thank you so kindly for watching keep watching please remember to share Well, Bruce is actually right. That was done in Chicago at the Netroots Nation convention uh, conference. Had a lot of fun there. Michael Rudden says, when my mom got COVID earlier this year, she suffered lasting effects for about two months. I also got COVID at the same time, but I was vaccinated, so it didn't hit me very hard. No lasting effects after three days of misery. You know, I only had one day of misery, if I recall correctly. Michael Rudden also said, for three years, I did everything I could to avoid catching COVID, to make sure my mom don't suffer, getting vaccinated, wearing masks, social distances, avoiding touching my face while outside, washing hands first thing, coming out inside, etc. I was worried, rightfully, but we got over COVID eventually. If Bridge MCP is in the house, how is my beautiful Bridge MCP doing today? I haven't, well, I think I missed you. Did we miss you on Friday or were you here on Friday? I don't remember. All right. Uh, Melanie Keelan says, is there an Ask Egberto this Saturday? You bet there's an Ask Egberto this Saturday. So don't forget, folks, to go to politicsdoneright.com slash Ask Egberto and sign up. It's free.
Michael Rensek, better to always prefer it when you read out comments in the mid in between videos and other contents. That's what I just that's what I'm doing, my friend. That's what I'm doing. I know about TTS. You sent me there before. I'll be frank with you. I couldn't figure out the integration as far as how best to do it. Maybe some other time I'll get a chance to spend more time doing that, but I couldn't at this point. Lee Grant says, we are in a weird place thanks to post-mortem leftist ideology. I like the kind of words you use, my brother Lee Grant. Stop stop articulating these kinds of words because I'm what I did a cut today with a Republican that called into the show this morning. I want to clean it up some to make it flow a little bit better so that you can see, guess what? Turns out he wants the same thing that I want. I don't have horns. Eric Hayes says, Devon Archer, do try to quiet him over the weekend, but got caught and backtracked. Mm. I guess that story is going to get some legs now, but it's not going to get it here. All right, let's see what else we got here. Maywood is in the house. He said, Michael Rudden, the first time I was, I had no symptoms. This last time it got to my lungs. Oh my God, and lasted a couple of weeks. But I don't seem to have any lasting problems from it. My sister, on the other hand, is still suffering from long COVID. Our blessings to your sister, my brother, our blessings to your sister. Michael Ren says, Clinton triangulation, political math to get coalitions rather than popular supermajority polling addressing issues on their face. Exactamente. is one of the worst things Democrats have done lately. Our politics have gone away from the core ideas that government should do well by what its citizens want. That whole consent of the governed idea that has enshrined in the Declaration of Independence. No lo podía decir mejor que lo has dicho usted. I couldn't say it any better than you've said it, my friend. Uh, let's see what else we got here. May I've had a new family member who got long COVID. It screwed up with their senses of smell and taste. So it's not that they lost their senses, but that they were warped, severely impacted their quality of life for nearly a year. Sad. Bridge MCP says, thanks to Republic KKK ideology, say no to people, but yes to corporations. Daniel Ado says, oh, you are going to get the conflict heading towards us like a freight train. Really? I better though, trolls have psychopathic tendencies. Psychology today, internet trolls are narcissist psychopaths and say this. Trolls will lie, exaggerate, and offend. I see. I don't think that's a picture, so I'll leave that alone. Eric Hay says, oh, like the coal plants? No, we don't. Uh, but he says, well, that explains D.L. Michael, and we can continue. Michael Rudnan, Eric Hayes, coal burning is the leading cause of global warming. Remind, remind them of that, please, Bridge MCP. Egberto, question, why would DOJ stop at 40 indictments? I'm sure they can make up five more for a total of 45 for the 45th. That way, Orange Boogeyman can gloat. I guess that's a good joke, right, Eric? Where is coal burning and what is the most prevalent greenhouse gas? What is your reference? Uh, he doesn't need any reference, Bruce. <laughs> All right. Uh, Michael says, a whole slow boil and a frog scientist actually tested that. Turns out the parable is false. A healthy frog will jump out when the temperature gets too hot. Perhaps we shouldn't learn something from that. Uh, let's see what else we have. But, you know, it's a, the, a, even though it's false, it has a ring to it, doesn't it? All right. Bree says, my town has no traffic lights out in farm country, but we have close access to dock. Some travel back and forth. Yes. That's good doctors. 
Bruce Pollard closing up jobs in coal mines via green energy has laid off tons of workers. But you know what? Green energy pays a lot more and hires a lot more because coal mines can be run with a minimal amount of people where in the past it needed a lot of people. One machine takes a job of probably 50 miners. All automated, sir. All automated. That's how it really works, sir. Uh, Eric Hayes, just know that we on the left want uh, to get big money out of politics as the underlying issues that adversely affects every other issue we the people care about to enact federally funded elections, to enact ranked choice voting elections, and to strip corporations of personhood rights. I wonder if you would support such as the result would be a dismantling of the two-party duopoly, uh, to though the Republican Party, which relies mostly on big money donors, would fall first. Exactly right. And Bridge says, Rodney and Eric Hayes, just know that we on the left want to get big money. Oh, you're, you're, you reposted that for us, Senor Rodney. Thank you so kindly. All right, let's go to the second uh, video. And this is a video that I did this morning on my show with regards to Social Security. I wanted to clear it up from the ending of the show that we had yesterday. Not yesterday, on Friday. Because I think Mike Cisak kind of made a splash when you did that that uh, accounting via the you know the uh, compounding interest, which was correct, he was right. But there were a lot of missing pieces, of which I think I clarified quite a few of them. As you watch this next video, here we go. Over the last several days, uh, there there is a caller, and I, I hope he can call in because now uh, you know I'm I'm apt to discuss. Uh, the subject in more detail, and it has to do with Social Security. Before he hung up, I said, I agree with the numbers that you're just saying, but I didn't get a chance to really tell him all of the buts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let me tell you exactly what we were discussing, what we were talking about. I don't know if he's a MAGA person, a right-wing person. He, he comes across, Brian, that is the person who calls in. He comes across as, I think, maybe a MAGA person. And by the way, that doesn't, you know, I want everybody to call in. I love everybody. I want to talk to everybody. And I'm not saying that as a cliche. I actually mean that because that is the only way we're going to change our world, our country, etc. that we involve absolutely everybody. So anyhow, uh, he called in and he made certain statements. The first thing he called in about was, hey, uh, Friday, made, Friday made his day. And why did Friday make his day? Or Thursday, I think it was. Why did it make his day the day before? Because the plea deal with the Biden crime family, specifically uh, Hunter Biden, fell through. And he was happy about that. And, you know, it, it, it made his day. My question to him was, did it? make anything within your life any better with all the commotion that we're talking about Biden, what Hunter Biden did or anything. Did that change your financial outcome, that of your family, your friends, anybody? And the answer, of course, is no. He felt like somebody stick it to the bad guys, right? And made him feel good about that. And that is the magic of what the plutocracy does, right? They fill us up with hate for the other. And in doing so, we take our eyes off the ball, the things that are really important to us, because we get somebody on the other side. We get that liberal. We get that conservative. We get that. And, and we, we really get it, right? But ultimately speaking, we get nothing because nothing changes for our own personal economies. Nothing changes, right? 
So that's that's the thing that I wanted to get across to him. And 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 he he honestly he answered the question honestly. He said, um, no, nothing changed for me, which is the truth. What he's sticking with and he wanted to call in almost every day and talk about was that Social Security was a Ponzi scheme and that somehow it did us wrong and that Social Security, if he made seven, the minimum wage, 725 an hour and worked the 40 hour week, that meant that he's paying about, a, it's about a hundred and something dollars in Social Security. He would be paying uh, a month, right? At that wage, you'd be paying about a hundred and something in Social Security a month and your employer paid um, uh, the, the other hundred. And in his calculation, he included both the employer and the employee contribution, which in the calculation shouldn't really be done because if the employer, if, if you're saving your money, the employer is not necessarily responsible for giving you anything. The employer sees you saving your own money and him not having to pay taxes on your employment as just another tax break. But so the, the numbers that he came out was um, not accurate to the, uh, based on how it is. Although I went ahead and did the calculations as he did with the employer portion as well. But what he fails to understand, right, is that these are the concepts that he has, how somebody ends up with about 800 something thousand dollars or even close to a million. He made the, uh, he, he did different amortizations on the way it ran and he went ahead and he said, well, that person who is a minimum wage person, if he puts away that 200 something dollars a month, they'll end up with close to a million dollars in, in savings. And that is more likely more than they would extract from Social Security. And on the top, it seems like that may be true. And, uh, you know, as I did the, my program at three o'clock as well, uh, there was another young man, another uh, MAGA person that came with the same scenario, Michael Cisak, And he came and he said the same thing. And, you know, I said, oh, my God, you know what? I'm going to have to take up this subject more in detail because I saw one of the people in our chat that is a staunch, progressive, believing Social Security person started to look at these numbers and say, wow, I never looked at it that way. And one of them said, Egberto, you know, uh, yeah, I think the government should give back some of that money if the person dies to the person, heirs and relatives. And I'm like, well, wait, 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 wait. And uh, first of all, Social Security is not a savings plan. Social security is not there for you to put away money so that you can use it in the future. As I know a lot of people think of it that way and they like to sell it that way, but that's not social security. Social security just ensures that you, if you are alive and, and you have a steady flow of some income when you're no longer working, that's social security. Uh, and all of us pay a tax for it. I hate that we have a separate tax called Social Security. I wish we paid out. Uh, I we paid retired people out of the general fund. I think by having a separate Social Security tax, what we do is we give people the options. We give uh, Republican magas and neoliberal Democrats the ability to give people the impression that there's this lockbox. You remember when Gore used to talk about putting away the Social Security in a lockbox, not touching it. The truth of the matter, I think that is sort of silly, right? If you have all this accumulated cash, 
we should do what necessary for America at the time. There's nothing with a, a, a country that has something called a sovereign currency. In other words, if you create your own money, you don't have to do things like uh, put money in a lockbox or anything like that. You expand your money supply as needed for the economy to run. And as long as your economy is not overheated, meaning as long as you have enough productivity in your economy, you cannot have inflation. And that is why even as inflation zoomed up to 9%, as soon as we reach steady state again, we so quickly dropped to 3% before anybody thought about it. Even as the gil- even as the thugs the corporate thugs, even as they continue to try to zoom prices just because of the steady state of the economic system, the inflation jumped from 9% to 3%. They're trying to zoom it up again by jacking up gas prices. The cartel, again, doing that, we should make it illegal. We should force the price of gas to a certain level. But again, we have to understand economics before we can do that. And that is why we have programs like this out there to let folks know, don't believe what you hear from the plutocrats or the media controlled by the plutocrats. But going back to Social Security, as we are speaking about. So here's the deal. Social Security is not a savings account. Those of you who own homes, you are paying north of likely two, three hundred dollars a month for your home insurance. Likely, you are paying more in 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 your home insurance than you're paying in Social Security. Okay. Likewise, you're paying for your car insurance. You're paying for your life insurance. Many folks have something known as term life, which means you may have a term for your insurance policy for 20 years. And after 20 years, zoop, all that money is gone. Your home insurance, if you never make a claim, if your home is never damaged, and you know, my home got damaged several times, but because I have a high deductible, I've always had to pay for it out of pocket, right? Remember the plutocrats and these capitalists never lose. You do. It never conceived to this guy, our good friend, to say, I'm, I am going back to all state. I'm going back to state form. I'm going back to all these companies that I have paid all this money to and never made a claim. I'm going to them and say, uh, you owe me some money. Uh, you owe me money because I didn't make a claim. But when it comes to Social Security, a tax being paid to our government, we have guys like our great caller uh, calling in and saying, well, you know, it's a scam. We want to get our money back. Let's get rid of the scam here. Here's the scam. The scam is to tell people that they could do it on their own. The scam is to tell people that they could take their money, throw it into the stock market and somehow do better than the, than, than the, than the, uh, than having a defined a social security that no matter what is there for you. That is the scam. The scam is not to inform you that if all of us, if all of us on this country, in this country started to save, we would have a glut of savings. And if we had a glut of savings, you no longer are going to be able to collect the current interest rates that you collect on those savings. 
right? Because what are, why do past books and these things pay for savings? Because we want to ask people to save their money for a return. If we have everybody and their mother and their father and their sister and their brother throwing a whole lot of money into the banks, the banks no longer have to pay a whole lot for this saving because everybody wants to throw their money into the banks. And that return that for the small amount of folks that save right now that is kind of acceptable goes away because we no longer have to pay. And if everybody is saving, who is buying? If everyone is saving, who is buying? So these are the factors that guys like Brian don't, they, they, they think inside of the box that says, if we go ahead and put based on the the way money grows based on compounding interest that somehow your money is going to grow so much. Well, if you have all these dollars chasing savings, the value return on those monies go down. They don't tell you that. So therefore, if you did your amortization at 7.25%, which is what the stock market is, the, the growth over decades turn out to be, you're fine. But what they don't tell you is if in a particular decade, the stock market drops, you're hosed because the recovery can take quite a long time and you may be dead after working 50 years and saving and losing that money for that stock market to recover even as you draw. They don't tell you that, right? They don't tell you that unlike, uh, the, unlike your whatever savings you have, your social security has something called COLA, C-O-L-A, cost of living adjustment. Every year, it compensates for inflation. So it's not a standard calculation that one can do with, uh, with, uh, with uh, social security. Again, they are snowing you. When they try to get, when they do the tables and you do it yourself and you say, oh my God, you mean even if I just put away X amount of dollars, I would have so much money in the bank? Dream on. Dream on. And dream on. That's not what really happens in the real world. And it is important for us not to allow the, the playing with numbers. And, and again, like I said, the worst thing that happens too often is that if you tie in a little bit, a lot of truth with just the right kind of fallacies, we can all make bad decisions. A little bit of truth. We make horrendous decisions. Somewhat number of truth. We make bad decisions. So don't fall for it. Social security is a must. Social security is a good thing. We could actually, if everybody paid all their income in social security, in other words, social security's uh, maximum taxable income ends at a hundred and something thousand dollars, which means the billionaires pay next to zero in social security relative to what they make. The millionaires pay less near to zero compared to what they make. We, the people of the United States, we are the ones who pay most of the social security. And you want to know who are the ones that get screwed the most? The ones that help social security the most? The undocumented worker. Because they pay Social Security all their working lives. And we know immigrants come over here and they work like hell. They work hard. So the, the plutocrats profit from their 
labor at a lesser price. And we, those who receive Social Security, Social Security remains that much more solvent because they, the 13 million of them, will never collect. Smoke that. So let's, let, let's get real when we think about these issues, my brothers and my sisters. Don't fall for the, the lies. Don't fall for the misinformation. Don't fall for when they're giving you, uh, look over there, we're doing this to you. Yesterday, in, uh, as I spoke to uh, my good brothers and sisters at the Unitarian Universalist Church, I looked at them and I said, keep the conversation going. Uh, do not stop talking to those you think you hate because you should really hate no one. Everybody should be, you should consider everybody your brothers and your sisters. You know, you hear me refer to everybody, no matter who calls my brother, my sister. That is not only because I really consider them a brother and a sister. It is because I can't hate my brother and my sister. So if I make sure to tell my mind, you're my brother. You're my sister. I remember that I must treat you like you're my brother and my sister. I don't lie to my brother and my sister. I don't misinform my brother and my sister. I don't do that. We shouldn't do that. So let's remember that. We let's, let's remember that, people. Let's remember that. My, actually, my talk at the Univer Unitarian Universalist Church yesterday was on civility and we had a very good reception and we had some good talking. And then after that, I had to drive another 50 miles to go watch the healthcare movie, the, uh, the, the, I forget the name of it, hospitals in America, you know, uh, how terrible our system is. All right. Uh, Rodin says last year when I got hit by an SUV to the hospital after my primary care physician told me to get look at an ER doctor, a couple of nurses, they did nothing, no test, literally nothing. Sent me a, a bill for $950. No fault insurance took the bill off my hands, but I had to do a bunch of calls, emails, and paperwork. I'm not litigious, so didn't hire a lawyer. Over the accident, I'm mostly fine now. Still have a bruise on my cough, I can imagine. Lee Grant says, here in Texas, there are many uninsured, undocumented alien drivers on the road. So we need no fault. You know what? Here on the road, there are several on uh, there are several documented folks without insurance, and I know quite a few of them. And the reason why is that they just can't afford it. They just can't afford it. All right, let's see. Many people have low-paying jobs, hence the low-paid Social Security can barely live on it. I don't know anybody who could live on Social Security. I couldn't live on. You know, I think I get uh, the, the, my Social Security would be probably pretty good. I can't live on that. But again, it's a safety net that's there. What we want to do is have Social Security pay more. We can if we taxed all income appropriately. We could pay more. We could drop the, uh, the, the rates that we charge. And in fact, we should make it progressive. That is the fair thing to do. But you know how that goes. All right, uh, Maywood, talk, that's a message to every case. Uh, uh, Rudman says, Wall Street is the rich man's casino. There's always more losers than winners in a casino. If we all invest in Wall Street as a retirement fund, that's going to be a horror for so many people who lose out. You know, I think, I, I think it's even better the way you said it, Radnin. If we all come to the conclusion and accept that Wall Street is, in fact, the casino, which it is, 
and then you look at it, you you know that there is a there is going to be a band of losers. Where there are winners, you also have losers. A person who sells a stock at a loss, right? Good point, Rudin. I think it's a, actually a more effective way of saying it. Lee Grant says folks can't do it on their own, so we need big government to tell us what to do. We don't need them to tell us what we do. We need big government, not big government, but right-sized government to make sure a collective can be used to make things better, not for one, but for us all. That's the thinking. That's the proper way of thinking about it, Brother Grant. Eric Hay says, have to have car insurance due to all the rise of the uninsured drivers that like to, uh, to do hit and runs. They're the ones that raise insurance rates. Shame on them. I was a victim of this three months ago. No excuses for that. I've been a victim of it many times, including once when my wife came out at a parking lot with her car dented all in. So yeah, we, 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 all, we have bad people, good people, regular people all over the place. So I, I, I read you, Hayes. I read you. Uh, let's see. Michael Rodin says insurance with deductibles is such a scam. Yeah, tell me about it. I have a lot of insurance and most of my things I pay out of pocket. Why? Because again, uh, the insurance that we have, we just want it when when it's about to take us bankrupt, right? But then I and then when we do use it, we have to fight the insurance company to hope that they'll pay it and thus prevent us from going bank. It's a racket. It's a racket. It's a racket. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Paul Fleming is in the house. How you doing, my brother, Paul? He says over a hundred thousand people lost insurance coverage from the state of Georgia of which $78,000 were children. But you know how they love their children. Um, you know, they love those children when they are Saigots. They love it. But when they become humans, they don't. What can I say? What can I say? Melanie Keelan is telling folks about my attire in the mornings. Let me tell you about my attire in the mornings. I, I run a strict ship, right? I kind of, well, let me see how to put this. Time is a precious resource. And as it turns out, I am starting to go to bed probably around between 1230 and 1 o'clock to get up early in the morning for my 6 o'clock show, which I have to get up at 5 or so to get, get prep, all that good stuff, right? And also, I have to make the time to do my, my spinning. You know, you got to get off the frustration somehow. So what I do in the morning for the morning shows is I sport my cycling gear, put on my cycling jersey and my tights. And as soon as I'm done with the morning show at 7 p.m. Central, I'm sorry, what am I saying? Yeah, 7 a.m. Actually, I finish it at 6.58 a.m. Central. I jump up, disconnect from the studio, jump into, the, into my, my place, and I start to do my cycling, actually my spinning. And after my spinning, I, you know, take a shower and it's back to the cycle again, back to work again. So I have a whole lot of these pretty, uh, these pretty jerseys because I did a whole lot of riding. In fact, Bruce Pollard and I rode several MS 150s together. So from Houston to Austin, which is about 185, 190 mile ride. And we've done that for several years. I've done it with, um, with El Senor uh, Roberto Lewis, I've done it with. I've done it with uh, Norman Reynolds. Uh, I'm talking about the people who you see in the chat that we've we've driven or ridden that on our on our cycle or bikes 
we've done that long drive that takes us two days to do it, 90 miles or 100 miles the first day, 80 to 85 miles the second day. We love it. We love it. Haven't done it in a while, and I don't think I, I, I'd have to do some, some working out to do it. Alistair Water is in the house. Welcome, my dear, beautiful Alistair Waters. Bridge says, Egberto, I am one person, so I move to have lower payments. I can get by on my SSD, old house. My SSD was my mortgage. Here you go. I hear you, girl. Uh, I I am one person, so I move to have, I, I move, let me see. I move to have lower payments. I am, I, I'm not sure what we're talking about there. I may have missed something there, uh, Bridge. I may have missed something there. All right. Explain that to me because I want, I want all income taxed for Social Security, but maybe I'm missing something that you're saying. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Melanie Keelan says, Alistair, see you on Saturday. Yes, for our Ask Egberto Anything. Michael Rodney says, Lee Grant, what you call big government is something nearly every other major nation have figured out in how to keep its citizens from falling into hardship or desperation. Egberto Willis, when I was in the AYH, I rode from New York to Vermont and North New Hampshire many times. Hey, girl, I love that. I love that. I love that. All right, we're coming close to the end of the show. I want to remind all my folks, uh, kittens need my attention. So, hey, the kittens drug El Senor Rudnan from our show today. Hey, go take care of those kitty kitties. They need you, sir. They need you. I want to remind everybody that you can support our program by going to, I'm only going to put one link in the stream and, and call out one link because all the information on how to support us is in that one link of which I ask you so kindly to consider supporting. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. You can support us in many ways from buying our books to buying our, our t-shirts and shirts to supporting our GoFundMe to supporting a lot of different ways you can support us. Just go to politicsdoneright.com slash support and note that we don't only do this show. This show is just one aspect. This show is where we can actually interact with the PDR Posse and hug each other virtually, etc. But there's a lot more that's done from blogging to writing of articles, to writing of books, to creating podcasts, processing videos. There's a whole lot of stuff that takes me, yours truly, 16 hours a day, 16 hours a day, seven days a week. My wife, I uh, got a break. I, I took my wife to the movies this Saturday. She was ecstatic because we wanted to see, uh, what is it? Mission Impossible. And it was great. It was great getting away. And she, she turned around and she looked at me and she said, wasn't that fun for a change? Didn't you just were able to get out of it? And I'm like, you know what was so funny? As I was watching uh, that, I actually went ahead and I was thinking of how does the uh, Tom Cruise movie, Mission Impossible, equate with what's going on today? And she just shook her head and said, oh, my God. But anyhow, had a good time watching the watching these movies. Anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. Egberto, I was saying my SSD would cover my mortgage. I had a tenant. I lived off of that. So moving upstate lowered my mortgage by two-thirds, car insurance by one-half, so I can get by an SSD. I got you. I see what you're saying. 
you you know, and that is something that I think it's a, a lot of people would do. You know, in the case if you have a big house, maybe you can rent out some rooms and all of that to bring that extra income in as well. Um, you know, uh, we are going to have to do something of of that sort because again, <laughs> uh, I, I made I made the strategic decision to use my retirement to do this to make sure that we could change the world. So, yeah, we are all going to have to do, those of us are going to have to do certain things to make life better for us all. Anyhow, we're at the end of the show. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.